Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Alex. I wanted you to hear that. It's funny, it's funny. First of all, welcome back to Arya Barnett. It's funny, it's funny, we, we see all different things to understand what you're looking at, what is the phenomenon you're seeing, so needs a panemia. Somebody has to have eyes and understanding to analyze what am I seeing, what am I experiencing. It's in, somebody could look back, guys last night to be in yeshiva, and Bacham are excited to be back in yeshiva, but in an honest way, I'm not talking about, guys were telling me, like, I'm surprised how excited I am to be back, that feeling, I'm excited to be back, there's a superficial way of seeing it. Somebody could see that and say, well, sure, there are no rules. Sure, there's a cynical thing to see in that. And say, well, there are no rules, people be happy. A guy came back from a city, he could do anything. There are restaurants, I dare say girls, and all different parties that he's having. And he came back to a campus, there's... That, oh, I haven't, we have a wonderful canteen, we'll yet start, where it's an environment where it doesn't have a lot of the amenities that he's used to, and a guy's happy. What is that? The amount of work, honesty, relationship that's there, that that's the truth, that a guy is back and excited. He has, there are guys who can articulate why they're excited, and a guy who can't even articulate, but the amount of honest conversation of love and acceptance, that that truth that a guy's excited, last night to just walk around and feel that, people are excited to be back. There are things that we know from our own mind and there are things that we sense. We're very, very powerful beings. We sense things very deep places, very, very deep places. I told the guys a story that happened to me. I wanna, I'm gonna tell you my theory only to bring out that we're very deep, and I'm gonna, you'll see what we're going to talk about today. We're very deep beings. Please understand that. On Shabbos Hagadol, on Shabbos Shuva here, I wanted to share, by Shalashudas, I wanted to share something with the Chevra. And I had this sense, it was a total side point, and something told me inside, quote Rabbi Sandler, I once heard something from Rabbi Sandler, and something told me I had a sense that I have to quote him. Now, I did not need to quote him. I'm not a name dropper. I love Rabbi Sandler. He's a big tzaddik, a wonderful, he's the mashkiach of Shayashev. I was not, it was not, I'm, I'm just not such a big name dropper. And I just had a gut that I have to quote him. And what I was quoting on something he told me was not a memra that you have to quote. If I tell you, I want to share a verse from Reb Sandler. He once told me, good Shabbos. Good Shabbos, everybody say. He did, my, in camp, I was with him in camp, he probably told me, good Shabbos. But if I tell you, good Shabbos, I will not quote Rabbi Sandler. It's just, and it was literally something I did not have to quote him, but I had a sense to quote him. 
a gut told me hard, quote Rabbi Sandler. And I just felt, quote him, so I quoted Rabbi Sandler on something he told me, which he really did tell me, and I wanted to tell the guys, but it wasn't the big memory. But I had a sense that I have to quote him by Shal Shudas, and I quoted Rabbi Sandler. I didn't even know why, like I felt so strongly to quote him, but I'm very into trusting gut. And if I have a gut to quote him, said I'm going to quote him. And I quoted Reb Sandler, and I said a memra that was like I was introducing Mike Friedman to speak. It was a very zeitige thing. I quoted Reb Sandler. The next day, I get a call from Rabbi Sandler, which was I was like a little weirded out. He's calling me. I, we're not in touch. The mashkiach of Shayashim. I'm very intimidated. A big tzaddik, somebody I admire a lot. And I see a phone call from Rabbi Sandler. Okay, I call him back. I called him back. I thought somebody quoted him. He was like either going to disagree with the way I quote. It wasn't such a zuck. I was like, oh, he's calling already. Like, I haven't spoken to him in years. Years. Three years. I, we're not in touch. And Rai Sandler calls the next day, Sunday after Shabbat Shuva. And he, he had a question to ask me. Should have really, a question to ask. But he said, I want to tell you something that yesterday in my Shabbat Shuva drush, I quoted you. And I quoted you in the Shabbos Shuvah And I just want to tell you that yesterday I quoted you. What? And he said a quote, some story. It was, it was, something was funny. I don't think he had a quote. He quoted me on a story that happened between us. Yeah. So he said, he said I quoted you. That's not, it's not, it's, I don't want to distract you. He quoted. So I couldn't believe it. That was, there's something bizarre. Now you could just be a guy, coincidence. I don't think life works like that. On it, I haven't quoted him. I love Rev Sandler. I, it doesn't happen. And, and I had this thing, I have to quote him. And then to find out the next day that he, in a weird way, now what I think is, but I honestly, my honest opinion is that I felt he quoted me and I probably, my soul probably had a sense to give him gratitude back. It's a Gemara if you don't believe it. The Gemara says that our mazel sees things that we don't see. We could be aware of things that we don't know we're aware of. We, we lost the Bachar in Yeshiva, Shaya Tversky. We lost the Bachar in a car accident 19 years ago. In his, in, his, um, in his diary that I read myself personally, a Rav gave me Rishos to read it, his last entry or the last week, I don't remember if it was the last day or last week, he kept the diary for a year and a half. I think his last entry for sure in the last week, he wrote, life is too short, dot, dot, dot. The only time in a year and a half he made any comment on life, he said, life is too short. I saw it, I found it in his room, Nobody had time to write it. After he passed away, his diary in his room in the dorm in yeshiva says last entry was life is too short. And that's a Gemara that even things we don't see, our mazel is aware of. It means we have a soul. And our soul is much smarter than we are. And to me, it was Pashat that he, he quoted me. I wanted to give gratitude. I was quoting him back. That's the Pashtus of what happened. I'm not sure. That's Pashat. I, I didn't know he quoted me. But your Neshama knows things you don't know. That's just, that's a Gemara. Your Gemaras are true. Iu loy chazi, maz Do you know what he quoted? So, I did not know at the time. Now I know what he quoted. 
but I don't want. Yeah, I don't want to distract now to do that. <laughs> but you hear what I'm We're saying? <laughs> I know. But not leave it be geschmack. The chaver will be curious, and maybe in five years, who knows? But you hear, Rabbi? Well, not now, not now. No, don't. Okay. Okay. You hear not now? No, don't. <laughs> but my my point. My, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no, please, 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 please. The the world, the world of thoughts is a very, very fascinating world. The world of thoughts, what makes us think? How do we think? The world of you could think about thought a long time. The world of thought is fascinating. We ask Hashem, At give us das, put the proper thoughts in our mind. The world of thoughts is, is, is fascinating, the very world of thought. I want to tell you a story that happened to me on Shmini Atzeris, and I want to share today a thought with the Eilam that I think is very, very relevant to the yeshiva. It's very relevant to my life and your life, to Aveda. And it's a Shmini Atzeris thought, but I want to share it with my friends. It's relevant to us. It's relevant to our jobs. I would like to share this thought with the Hevra. Avi, I want to tell you, often a thought, we preempt the thought. We have a certain question, we think of pondering a question. This thought was a complete gift from Hashem. I was a middle of Manasri Shmini Atzeris, and Hashem gifted me with something, and I want to share the gift with you, Yaakov. It wasn't preempted by Akasha, something I was trying to resolve. During Shmanesrei of Shmini Atzeris, Hashem made me chap something, and I want to share this thought with you because I think it's important. Shmini Atzeris, the day of Shmini Atzeris celebrates there are 21 very precious days on the calendar. From Rosh Hashanah through Aishana Rabbah is 20 days. It includes Rosh Hashanah, the rest of Atzeris Yemei Tshuva, Yom Kippur, the five days between Yom Kippur and Sukkot, the entire Sukkot, to the last day of, the, of Aishana Rabbah before Shmini Atzeris. That is 21 days, that's three weeks. It's three weeks of tremendous purity. And Shmini Atzeris is the joy of going through those three weeks, those 21 days. The Marsha calls those 21 days, 21 days of Liban, of whitening, of cleansing. It's the 21 days of purification. And then we explode into the celebration called Shmini Atzeris. The way we learn Shmini Atzeris, the Gemara Sukkah, it says, Vayisa Ach Sameach. Ach Sameach is Shmini Atzeris. Why Ach is Shmini Atzeris? The simple thing is only Simcha. The rest of Sukkot, besides the Mitzvah Daraisa of Simcha, has a Mitzvah Daraisa of a Sukkah. Besides the Mitzvah Daraisa of Sukkah, is a Mitzvah Daraisa of Lulav and Esrog. So Simcha is there, but there's also other Mitzvahs. The eighth day is only Simcha, Ach Sameach. The Svas Emes remarkably pointed out that Ach is Gematria 21. It's Chaf Aleph, Ach. Ach Sameach is 21 days of joy. 21 days Sameach that comes to Simcha. That's the whole Shmini Atzeris is celebrating the 21 days. Ach Sameach. 21 days, then joy. The Gra brings the Pasuk in Mishlei, which says, Oiz Vahadar Levusha. Strength 
and beauty is her garment, and she laughs on her last day. It was Avram Avinu's eulogy for Sarah Imenu, and he says she is clothed with strength and beauty, and she laughs on her last day. I happen to love the last day of tzaddikim on this earth. I'm very intrigued by the last moments of tzaddikim. The Pasuk he said about his wife, Avram Avinu said a eulogy on Sarah, she laughed on her final day. In yeshiva, there was a bachram, one of the greatest guys we've ever had in yeshiva, was a guy, Eli, there's two bachram, Eli and Dani, their yard site's coming up in a week. We have a special day in yeshiva for their yard site, which we will do this year. On Eli Shomran's last day of his life, he had a tremendous, he was a tremendously special ben Tfilas were important to him, a very special Ben Torah, and he was Moisinefish for his Tfilin. He went, he really was in Pesayic, he could have, he could have, he was in Pesayic by friends, he went back to Brooklyn to put on his own Tfilin. And there's a very special comfort about Tishak Liyaymachrin, that on the last day, he did a lot for his Tfilin, is a very big comfort. And that's what Tishak Liyaymachrin Says the Gra, Oiz strength is Yom Kippur. Because Hashem Oiz la'ama yitain, Oiz is Tyra. Hashem gave Tyra to his nation. Oiz is Tyra, which Yom Kippur we got Lucha Shneis. Oiz is Yom Kippur. Hadar is pre eights Hadar is Sukkis. Oiz vahadar Levush is referring to Klal Yisrael. We have Yom Kippur and Sukkis. Vatishak liyom Achrem, we laugh. On the final day, Ishmini Atzeris, the last day of that season of the Yom Kippur process and Sukkot, Vatisrak Liyay Machrin, we laugh on the final day, Ishmini Atzeris, that's the Gra. All, yeah. That's all, all of that is the classic, what we know, Ishmini Atzeris. 21 days, Shui, of purification culminating in a celebration of purification. 21 days that culminating in Shemini Atzeres. There are many, many, we say in Hallel, Nagila v'nismecha Bach. We rejoice in you. Bach is 22. The 22nd day, Shemini Atzeres, the greatest day of joy on the Jewish calendar. Bach is Gematria 22. Nagila v'nismecha Bach, Shemini Atzeres. There's countless Ramazim. It's just the truth. Shemini Atzeres is the 22nd day. Bach is 22nd. It celebrates those 21 days of purification. That's just the truth. My question to you is a question. Any serious yeshiva guy, any serious person, the Rebbe says, aren't we happy purification? Like Maitziyam Kippur, there's a certain Maitziyam Kippur glow that you could see in some, and you could wistfully, somebody's like flying high from a process of purity, and if you feel, feel on yourself that you didn't put in that work, so you wistfully, and somebody will tell you, isn't it freiluch, ah, kaparus avainus, and you're like, uh-huh, I hear, I hear, I'm not feeling that, I don't feel I had that experience. So I want to ask an honest, brutally honest question, Shui, Uh-oh. to somebody who didn't feel they experienced those 21 days, and Shmini Atzeris is there, do you just tell them, wait for next year? Are they shayach to Shmini? I don't like pretend. Shmini Atzeris celebrates the 21 days. I don't 
I didn't succeed. Let's say somebody's Megai or Erev Shemini Atzeres. Let's say somebody was in a coma till Shemini Atzeres. Let's say somebody just wasn't inspired till Shemini Atzeres and didn't have a very powerful Rosh Hashanah, 10 days, Yom Kippur, Sukkot. And now Shemini Atzeres is here. So what happens to him on Shemini Atzeres? What's Derrickson? Isn't it great? The celebration of Kapara Sava. The celebration of what? Of the 21 previous days? I was dead. I was unmoved by the 21 previous days. <coughs> what happens there, Shemini Now, that question's a very important question, and learn to ask these questions. And I don't mind if the answer is you don't have Shemini I don't mind. It's highly unlikely, I never saw an asterisk in the Torah that Shemini Atzeris is only for one who had the previous days. Mm-hmm. There's a reality of a yamtav, a chag has a reality. Now the Gemara says Shemini Atzeris is regal b'fnei atzma, it's its own celebration. Now, if you're a very big literalist, and it's true, it's its own celebration as practical laws, but saying it's its own has to mean that it can stand on its own. If it's only a celebration of 21 previous days, so it's not a regal b'fneyatzma, if I don't have those days, I can't have this day. Regal b'fneyatzma talks to me and it says something. There's something about this day. I have seen many guys have a bad Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, bad Sukkot, and Aseris, and Simchas Torah, Shmini Atzeris, changed their lives. How? It was the day of celebrating 21 days, which they completely blew. How can you... I have seen Shmini Atzeris change lives. How? Just so, what is the opportunity? What are we invited? What's the spiritual reality of Shemini Atzeris? The celebration of the 21 preceding days. I didn't do well the 21 preceding days. So what is the spiritual reality? I have no problem saying you can't have it. But, but first of all, the Metzius, as I've seen people have, have, have magical Shemini Atzerises. And second of all, there's no asterisk. It's a regal b'fnei if It's own yantiv. Its own yantiv means I could tap into Shemini Atzeris. What am I tapping into on Shemini Atzeris? What am I tapping in? If I tapped into the 20, what am I tapping into? That's my question. Now, I, in, in, in any question, in any serious study of Torah, you learn a lot from questions well before answers. You learn stuff. And I think it's important to note on Yiddishkeit, if you did nothing, there's something that happens. Yom Kippur is a spiritual reality. You might not know it, but it does stuff to you. I want to tell you a, a vert. I want to tell you a story. And there's spiritual realities that are true whether you know it or not. Because there's something, if a guy sits in the sukkah, I sat with a group of our guys in a sukkah on, 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 on sukkahs, that I promise you the guys didn't want to say the guys didn't want that they didn't want to sing I promise you it affected them being the sukkah the sukkah is a shtick based on Megdash it doesn't, Avram Avinu comes to our sukkahs I don't care if you're completely comatose and you don't feel the sukkah our feelings, we're, we're very good at that of being oblivious Avram leads Zaylam Haba and comes to your sukkah See, you can be oblivious, it's just a box. I'm like doing a command, and I sit there, God said. There's a physical, there's a spiritual fact. Spiritual facts don't care about your feelings. There's a spiritual fact that the sukkah is a spitz based amigdash. 
that is not that is not very totally whether you know it or not. There's a fact to what the sukkah is. The sukkah is the shpitz base amigdash. Being in the base amigdash has an impact. Avram Avinu leaves Ganeiden to come there because he knows it's a shaila. The Abnei Nezer says not to sing Shalom Aleichem in the sukkah on Shabbos. You don't say Shalom Aleichem. You don't. You know why? Because the angels aren't invited in. And they're not in, it's a chutzpah. The angels are by the door of your sukkah salivating. Now, if you're comatose and have no knowledge of what the sukkah is, and your feelings, our feelings are, are not always exactly fine-tuned. We've watched movies, we've seen things. Our feelings are, are, could be very corrupted and very strained. But it doesn't change a spiritual fact to what the sukkah is. You can say, I don't see it. Okay. Okay, I hear, I hear. But it's still a spiritual fact. The sukkah is a very special place. The Panovich Rav said the following word on this story. There was a Jew, his name was Yosef Meshesa. Yosef Meshesa. That was his name, Yosef Meshesa. Yosef Meshesa was a very spiritually distant from Hashem Jew. He was very, very challenged in his Ruchnius. And the Romans at the time of the Churban Beis Hamikdash wanted us to desecrate Hashem's Torah. The Romans wanted us. They found a certain glee that we ourselves would be disloyal to Hashem. Forget that they would be disloyal. The Nazis Yemachshimam used to rock this in the book to vanquish a dragon, an incredible book. That's an honest and true book about the Holocaust. The lady, it's a lot of base. Yaakov people, it's a fascinating book about the Holocaust. And she writes in To Vanquish a Dragon that there was a Yid. It's questionable how from he was. He was not a stark. And a Nazi said to him, there was a safe tire on the floor. She said, pick it up, the Nazi said to him, the Yid. So the Yid picked it up. The Nazi said, now in front of all the Jews, throw it on the floor. Take a safe tire, throw it on the floor and spit on it. And he was a Yid. He knew that the cost of disobeying is he was going to die. And the Yid took the Torah and started dancing like he was Simchas Torah. And he was shot. He was killed. He died dancing with the Torah. This was in front of hundreds of Yidin. To vanquish a dragon, the author saw this happen in front of the author. An honest person saw a Yid who held the Torah. Our, the Goyim and our enemies often want to see us desecrate Yiddishkeit. They want us to reject it. So the Romans said that any year goes into the temple, they knew we don't walk into the Beis HaMikdash, not into the Kodesh or Kodesh HaKadoshim. They said any year you be disloyal, go into the Beis HaMikdash, take out a keli and you'll keep it. Take out a utensil, it's gold, it's silver, it's very expensive. Take anything you want, they wanted us to desecrate. Yosef Meshisa was a bad person. He was disloyal. He goes into the Kaidesh. A Yid to walk into the Kaidesh was shameful. He goes into the Kaidesh, takes the Menorah and runs out with the Menorah like the Goyim gave him a shush to do and wanted him to desecrate the Beis HaMikdash. Yasef Meshisa walks out and is holding the Menorah. This rebellious Jew is holding a Menorah. The Romans say, hand me the Menorah. That's what do you mean. You said whoever can go in can keep it. They said, you're way too simple to have that menorah. Precious menorah. You're much too much of a low life to have that menorah. And they ripped the menorah from his hands. 
They then tell Yosef Mishis, so we feel badly we took it. Go back in, take something else, we'll let you keep it. He said, he said, Kedaili shechasti liboyri pamachas. I angered my creator once. I won't anger my creator again. I'm not going back in. I angered my creator. I'm not rebelling. I refuse. I'm not hurting. I'm not being disloyal to my creator. He said, what? They didn't want a Jew. Instead of showing disloyalty, now he's being loyal. Go in. I'm not going in. Go in. We'll give you the taxes for one year. All the taxes we collect from Yerushalayim will go to you. Millions of dollars. Go in and take anything. No. Two years taxes, no. Three years taxes, no. And they murdered Yosef Meshisa. Ask the Panovich Rav, what happened? A minute ago, he's a rebellious Jew. He ran in and ran out with the Menorah from the Kaidish. A minute later, he's a from, he gave up his life not to anger Hashem, not to disgrace the Beis Amigdosh. What changed? Said the Panovich Rav, he walked into the Beis Amigdosh. The Beis Hamikdash is the reality of Hashem. He went in to be rebellious. He went in. He didn't see. He didn't experience. He walked into the Beis Hamikdash. I'm sorry. But something changed. I don't know if he knew what changed. But when they said go back in, he didn't. What would he would have done? We can't know what he would have done. Maybe he would have gone home and become from with the Menorah. I don't know. He walked out, he took him an hour, he went in to steal, to plunder. Maybe he would have, I don't know if he did it at that point, maybe he was going to save the Menaira from the Romans, I don't know. I don't know what he would have done. But the Panovich Sharav said that what changed in the story, a second later he's from, he refuses to go in. What changed is, is he went into the Beis Amikdash. And that changed him, that changed him. <coughs> That somebody, now I can't prove the Panovich Rav is right. Momo asked. He did walk out with the Menorah. Maybe he would have been from and done something good with the Menorah. I can't prove he's right. And I'm not coming to say you have to say the Torah says it. That's the story. It's a theory of the Panovich Rav. But if somebody doesn't understand that the Beis Hamikdash can change a person, there's a reality of Lufnei Hashem that can impact the person. The, the sukkah can change a person's life. Whether the person knows what they're experiencing because it's the reality of the sukkah. Yom Kippur, when we have a Yom Kippur in Yeshiva, Yom Kippur is not, when we have a Shabbos in Yeshiva, Shabbos can change your life. Shabbos is a fact. It's not a, you say, I don't feel Shabbos. Okay, so you don't feel many things. Shabbos is a bechena beis hamikdash. It's lufnei Hashem. People, without making a nice chazan who sings the perfect tune, without having an inspiring song that you sing, there's something called Shabbos. It's a fact. Whether you experience it or not, or know what you're feeling is a fact. Just like Beis Amigdash is easier to experience Hashem, Shabbos, it's easier to experience Hashem is a fact. Now, what is, we ask the question, what is Shmini Atzeris? You have a person who didn't have a good 21 days. And Shemini Atzeris, we celebrate the success of the 21 previous days. But let's say I didn't have a good 21 days. So please, this is the thought that Hashem gifted me. And I want to share with you. We're a yeshiva that speaks a lot about Musr and working on yourself. And it's something pounded. Work, know yourself, be in touch with your good points, your flaws, and work on yourself. We're very into that, and we remain into that. A truth. 
a truth that all of us, the Gras says a person was created in Armidas, for Tikkun Armidas, and when a place, get in touch. We're not meant, if we have insecurity, you're not meant to ignore your insecurity. You're meant to work on it, acknowledge it, and grow in it. I go to a chasn, I have insecurities. There are many bachrum there. Where do I put myself? We're human. We're all, me, you. Don't be a pretend person. Feel your insecurities. Work through it. And we're a yeshiva that's very into honesty, self, really awareness, self-awareness, and working on myself, accepting myself, encouraging, working, fixing. That's, that's of course, any Musa yeshiva. I want to say to every guy here, and to me, this is Shemini Atzeres. In a very, I don't want to say shallow, because the truth, 21 days of cleanliness, and then a day of purity. Hashem says, I want you to hang with me, Hashem says. What I want you to understand, Avi, is deeper than all our imperfections, you and I have perfections. I'm a soul and you're a soul. We're a bunch of souls in this room. If that scares you, it's just true. We're a soul. I'm a soul and you're a soul. An ashama. In a very, very, very authentic way. How in touch we are with our soul is a different question. A soul that's perfect, that doesn't need fixing. There's a place in both of us that doesn't need any fixing. A 10th grader comes. If you don't understand this, you don't understand him. There's a place of perfection in him that's holy, that's precious, that's powerful, that's fire. There's a place untouched that's pure. He's a soul. There are challenges. There are experiences. When we have a Shemini Atzeres and it says after, behind, 21 days of purification, hang with me, you and I, Shemini Atzeres is a fact and if a guy didn't have a good 21 days, the fact is still true. Shemini Atzeres speaks about the place deeper than the imperfections. It speaks about the essential preciousness of a Yid and Hashem says, Ikvi imi, me and you, aniva ata. I want to be with you. There are no mitzvahs on Shemini Atzeris. There's no sukkah. There's no dalad minim. On Shemini Atzeris is you and I, Hashem. says, I don't need your service. You're precious. Now, it's true. The more work we do on the preceding 21 days, the easier we will to access that place of perfection because we've worked on things that are mavdil, that block us from that, from experiencing that. But if a guy did nothing from Rosh Hashanah through Aishana Rabbah, the truth of Shemini Atzeris still exists. The perfection, and that's why people can have a Shemini Atzeris and feel and experience a preciousness that's just true, that's in the Yid, the beauty of the Yid. It's all, everything changes when you know who you are. Some, everything changes when you know who you are. Everything changes. Sometimes you see a bachar and people try to like infuse ruchnius in him. Hmm, what can I teach him? How can I light him? You don't need a light of fire. He is a fire. He is a fire. You don't need a light of fire in anybody. He's a fire. Your whole minds and your own kids one day. I want to tell you something. Shui, I want you to hear this. On your own children, you will see, I promise I see it on my children. 
you will see on your kids habits and cute things, expressions they get from you, from your wife, talents they get from you and your wife. If you're very, very sensitive and subtle, you'll see a fire that has nothing to do with you and nothing to do with your, your chenuch and your system. There's a fire that burns in every one of your children. There's a soul that they have a certain fire that's like, whoa. And it's unique. And his own fire, his own, each one is different. And there's something called the neshama that has nothing to do with your shtick. You're like in chinuch. You don't got to breathe fire. We don't take a 10th grade and we have to like, let's get ruchnius. How can we like shtup ruchnius? No, no, no. You don't have to stop anything in it. There's a fire that's there with the right encouragement, the right healthy present. Ex, ex, let, him, let him experience Yiddishkeit. Let him experience. Get a Yid in a sukkah. I promise good things will happen. The soul will sense. The soul knows where it is. He'll get in touch with that. Put him to a Yom Kippur. Many, many. Give him an authentic experience of Yom Kippur. If you trust people, a guy once for months, he said, I get the yeshiva. He said, you trust people, you're crazy. That you believe a person's a soul. You're like, azah chedesh, but that's the truth. Shmini Atzeris is the essence that's good by a person, that's untouched. And that's the joy of Shmini Atzeris. After all the purification, behind it all is a place of a precious yid of a fiery soul that exists. That place exists independent of the work done to help, obviously, the more work, the more we can experience that day. But the day is true nonetheless. You and I. There's a spiritual truth of that. If you're aware of that truth, it will change the way you're mechanic people. It will change the way you're mechanic yourself. There are things you can get in touch with. And of course, what do I do with that soul? And how do I, where's my place to shine and let it out and express and be mekadashem shemayim with my fire? Nobody needs to go on fire. They need to access their fire. They need to be aware of the fire that's within, the pure, intense, and serious fire that's within. That fire is the truth. That fire is the truth. That's Shmini Atzeris. Of course, then when we engage in our life, how we access that place, where we choose to utilize and express that place, that's for sure. That's our choices of our life. But that fire exists, and that will, knowing that fire exists, the whole way you're mechanic somebody is different. Knowing that fire, knowing on your children, you don't got to artificially put a fire in, figure out some good tricks and some good, nothing you have to do. Be aware of that soul. We every single morning we say The soul that you gave me is pure. There's a purity. Every morning we say a prayer to be aware of that purity that exists in us. I'm always amazed when people grow and when people grow in Steig, how comfortable it looks because they didn't have to put in something that wasn't them. If they put in something that wasn't them. They accessed and got in touch with a fire that's very, very much there. That's very, very much there. That's what they access.
I want to share with the guys a little just the schedule, what we're doing, how we're going to do the schedule daily. Interested in Svarim that speak about Pneumia Satyra, that give us details of what's happening. And I, I learned, I studied about the Sukkah and what the Sukkah is. And they're, they're all different Svarim, what the Sukkah is, what, what's happening in the Sukkah. Avram Avinu's in our sukkah is a spiritual fact. There's something about the sukkah. I think it's interesting that our generation is having such a yearning, is having such a yearning for Pneumia Satyra. My suspicion, my sneaky suspicion, there's tremendous challenges out there of identity crisis. Don't become a cynical person. People are struggling. Identity, who am I? And people are even gender identity questions. People are struggling. We've never seen something like this. Don't be guilty of just mocking people. If something's happening out there, people are good. And if there's an assayan going on out there, it's saying something. And we're living in an age where unprecedented people are having identity questions, the likes of which we've never seen. And I think there's a tremendous, tremendous Nisayan. There's a tremendous Nisayan out there, a tremendous, tremendous challenge out there for people to get in touch. Who are we? Who are we? And people want to resolve that. I actually think, I actually think it comes from Ikvis of the Meshicha. I think Mashiach, the footsteps of Mashiach are coming. And Mashiach itself is clarity and people are sensing I have to get in touch with who I am. I do not think, I think the questions of who we are, people aren't just willing to behave and just be. What am I? What am I? And it's, it's called into attention. And this sense that we're a soul, that we have an neshama, pure neshama. The altar of Kelm used to treat his body. His son-in-law wrote about him. Now this is a high madrega because we have a body and a soul and both are very important. The altar of Kelm was so in touch with his soul, was so soul-like, the way we would, you ever, Azriel, you ever saw a poor person, you give him a dollar. Like an ani, nebuch, you take care of him. The altar of Kelm was so in touch with his soul, he would clean his body and feed his body like you feed, like you and I feed an ani. We give an ani, he's a poor person, you served on you have an oireach, you have a guest, and you feed the guest. The altar of Kelm, this is just a person who in a factual way was so in touch with his soul, he would, he would feed his body like you and I feed a guest. He'd get, take a shower, he'd wash his horse. Like you would go to your horse. I, I, had, a, I had a rabbit, Oreo, OJ, and I f- would feed OJ. I'd feed him, I'd clean out his cage. OJ, i clean out his cage. i make sure he has it geschmack. The altar of Kelm would wash his body like I clean OJ's cage. He'd wash his body. He's so identified with soul. He had a body. A body was amazing. And the body deserves to be rewarded. But he would take care of the body like you and I would take care of OJ. There's such a mitzius. Now, these are, these are high madregas. And we certainly feel a, a body. 
And we're like, I have a soul, I hear. There's a mitzius that we have a soul. Whether There's a mitzius of a fire that's, that, that's us, that's very much us. More than we have a soul, I dare say we are a soul. Now we are body also, we have both. We have both aspects to us. And both are precious. Both are extremely, extremely precious. But being in touch with that aspect of us is very important. Our soul is, is a reality. Our soul might be aware of things that our body's not aware. A lot of gut, the, the gra writes that all of us have Ruach HaKadosh, every human being. Ruach HaKadosh ties that our soul knows things that our body doesn't, whether you're in touch with that or not. We have a soul and a body. The soul might know something that your body's unaware of. That's a Gemara, nothing short of a Gemara. We have a soul that's aware, that feels, that experiences things. The soul is fully, fully aware. Sometimes a gut comes from that place of soul. Your soul senses something and knows something. When a guy writes, life is too short, had he known, because his soul knew. Did his body know it? His body didn't know. But his soul knew something his body didn't know. His soul was in touch with something. If, if the, that's just the mitzius that we have in neshama, that we have a powerful, powerful neshama. We say it every morning. It's a little overwhelming. Whoa, you can get scared of yourself, but get scared of the guy next to you as well. We have a soul that's powerful, that's, that's very, very powerful. There's, there's, um, there's a Gemara at the end of Shabbos that used to perplex me a lot. The Gemara describes at the end of Shabbos, the Gemara describes this Melech gives something precious to his Avadim, this precious garment, and says to the Avadim, keep it clean. And the Gemara compares that to the soul that's given to us and says, keep it clean, keep the soul clean. Keep the soul clean. It always bothered me. That's just the job. Keep it clean. We have active things. It's not just the Sur Meira world. And there's certainly I say type things to do, but I think it's important in a world that speaks a lot about fixing, there's a part of you and I that needs no fixing. There's a part, just keep it pure. There's a part that needs no fixing. I think that has to be said more often. There's a part of you and I. There's a, it's called a soul. There's a part of us. I think that's very important. There's a part of us that just roll with it. There's a fire in you that needs no fixing. And nobody can put it in. Nobody needs to inspire it. And somebody can ignite it, can get you in touch with it. And certainly we have to let it do it by keeping away and allow it to shine and flourish. But there's a part that needs no fixing. I feel the need in a yeshiva that's going to spend time. I want to say that we're about to engage the Waterbury Winters. And I say this on a beautiful, warm day. I ask you to keep in mind winter, winter 23. I promise you, there will be hundreds of people, lives, and a guy will grow. You will see in, in years a guy who's on fire with Ruchnius who has a hush of a wife and children, it will happen in winter 23. We have seen many, many winters. There's something gorgeous about the winter. We all retreat. The outside becomes freezing. It gets cold there in Durham. Really cold. 
the, there's some days it's, I always feel bad for the Floridians and the LA guys. Some of the Rebellion here, right, with Snicky, right, Modlinger, they're from LA. And I remember always for years when it got freezing, I always like shook my head and felt bad for the LA guys. Us, New York, Baltimore, New Jersey guys, like it's, it's colder here. But I say the only thing cold about Durham is the weather. But it gets cold, it gets freezing. But it's cool. <laughs> It's cool that the cold weather outside, as a chazal, it cold says weather. like every Sierra, storms were only created to limit And it's cool, yeah, it's a chazal, and it's cool that all the storms, we retreat inside and things happen. So I always, I look, the year begins now. I look at Elul, Elul is in the yeshiva, is the pregame, is the intro. We say Shalom Aleichem, we greet each other. Pesach is afterwards, the, cele- the celebrity, you know, the lapper when the team wins and they just circle celebrating and excited on the football field, the team celebrating. Pesach till the end is the celebration, Elul is the greeting. The year happens from now through Pesach, the year happens. It's interesting that the way the spiritual year is true in our physical year, they, they're alike. And the purpose of the Yamim Taivim is to now set up our lives. So we have Pesach, Shavuot, Sukkot, we have all that Ruchnis, and now comes the season to, to bring it all, to bring it out and bring it all. So I want to wish us all, I want to wish us all tremendous success. I want to, I, I, I want to say something to the guys. I want, amen, thank you, Morty. I want to say something and close on this. That there are a lot of there are a lot of dramatic moments in yeshiva that could be a, in a time one. You know, sometimes we sing ka'echsa if it's too low of a key, it's the wrong key, and we scratch to it. Sometimes you have a ka'echsa on a Friday night that's like life changing. But you did nefesh sometimes shalashudis that's like right Shapiro speaks and he hits a chord to melt. We have dramatic, we have a music night. We Baruch Hashem, Arya Barnett's back, Srili Stern is back, Relly Greenwald's back, Shlomo Bay's coming Sunday. The music lives, and we'll have moments. That was, there'll be a music day. We'll have more music we days this year. You'll have a magical music day. Wow, there'll be a song by Musser. We'll all get goosebumps. And I love dramatic moments. Yeah. And dramatic moments are a gift from Hashem and extremely valuable. Extremely. They give us chizuk and, they, and dramatic moments are wonderful. What I want to say is that the most important moments of the yeshiva, I love the boring day. The day after like a big snowstorm and a Rebbe is sitting in the dining room. A Rebbe, Rai Shapiro, is talking. Rai Russ is sitting next to a guy holding his hands and talking. I love the boring Waterbury day. The boring Durham day is when the most life-changing things happen. So there'll certainly be dramatic moments. Those are a chizuk. Those are tremendous and important. The boring day of two people doing, having a good conversation, sitting by a seder and learning Torah, a beautiful davening, those days are so precious and important. Together, I want to create a lot of good, boring, healthy, successful, powerful days. Those are the days that I think are, are the beauty of the yeshiva. We'll certainly have the spirited occasions that give us the chizuk to create more of those times and those days. But I really want to wish us all, in our, as we're embarking on this journey and as we 
huddle up in the base medrash. I want to make this a place of Torah and Tefillah. I'm going, let's be together. Let's create good Siddharam. Let's create good Minyanim. The, the Minyanim are important to me. I want to try to be Mechazik to start Shachris more on time. 8.40 to get Shachris on time. To come on time, I'm going to push. And it should start. It's 3.44. Mincha is going to be 3.45 every single day. There is an earlier Mincha G'dayla for somebody who wants it. Akiva makes it after first Seder. Mincha G'dayla. The Yeshiva's menu will be 3.45. Second Seder will begin 4 o'clock. We should all have a tremendous, tremendous man. Tremendous Yat HaDashmai with this man. We'll say quickly. Hashem Alei Rachimim. Alaska Bezi and Nice Key. And then Mincha. Take it away.